Go for it. So we'll just rock and roll. Uh, I'd be guessing the whole time. Like I would miss the first. That would mess with your mind yeah, the whole way. I'd be like, oh, who's, who's that? I break it. What is it? And I'd miss the first one. So yeah. Well, so everybody doesn't have to wonder. Um, this is Kevin, and I'm here with Noel Davi. I called you Davy for probably the first half of Surge, but never to your face because I don't use last names when I talk to people's faces. <laughs> and then Johanna lovingly corrected me and let me know it's Davi. Yeah, most people most people do. So it's a weird name. Cool. Well, we wanted to have a short conversation. So Noel, you wrote a blog post a little while back for Missio talking about here's some ways that we can continue to cope with uh, just the realities that we're in in COVID-19, the seasons of being more isolated, and um, maybe there's even some gifts in there that we can receive from God. And so I wanted to have a follow-up conversation as we're looking at probably being towards the end of this part of the season of life that we're in. Mm-hmm. And so to ask you some questions on how do we process the season that we're in now. Um, so that's where we're going to be going. But before we get into that, just so people have a chance to hear from you, uh, why do you care that sounds really rough, doesn't it? Um, but, but, but why do you care about people processing this season well? Um, well, I think it's no secret that we all are struggling so much with this season in various ways. And the, I think the risk of that is that if we don't pay attention to the, our needs in the season, our emotions of what's happened, um, things that have come up for us that that can easily um, affect life going forward. So we can spill those things on other people, we can project them on each other, um, we can just feel really out of touch with ourselves for a long time after this. And I don't think that's the only option. I think we can take some time to reflect and it can really help us to pay attention to what God's doing now and what we need right now. Um, to help us move through it more quickly. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, quickly and in a healthy way, or maybe yeah. avoiding some of that. Because what's your day job? So I'm a therapist, so obviously this is language I use a lot, um, but also have to deal with personally a lot mm-hmm. as I reflect on things that I come in contact with on the daily. Yeah, and I think that's an important thing because oftentimes when people, people can go see a therapist when they're in a healthy place to continue to stay healthy, to avoid... But probably in your experience, most people don't see it that way. Uh, it's not preventative a lot of times. A lot of times it's more responding to patterns yeah. of unhealth. And so what I love even about this conversation is you being able to enter in and saying, hey, we can develop some patterns of self-talk and even questions to reflect that help to keep us in healthier places um, and even give us some anchoring when we end up in places that are a little less than ideal mentally or feeling emotionally. But... Um, we don't have to always just do that when something we feel wrong isn't or feel off isn't the only time that we have to go down that path of what do I what should I be asking myself? These are actually really good things to be doing when we're feeling in a healthier place because it continues to maintain health. Totally. And so yeah. So don't turn off if you're like, well, I feel like I'm doing pretty good right now. Click. Like, <laughs> no, these are things that are actually really helpful for us. Yeah. Um, in all stages. But I do think it's just more motivating when we're uncomfortable and <laughs> yeah. in pain and struggling to go to these things. And so that's also real. Yeah. But well, that's yeah. part of the gift of pain, right? C.S. Lewis <laughs> talks about within that, like there's a, there's a gift that it causes us to be aware of what's always true Yeah, that we are needy, that we do have, uh, yeah, these parts of us that need attention. Yeah. That we don't pay attention to unless they hurt. 
Yeah, and I've heard a lot of people say this, and I have felt this personally a lot during the season of these weird waves of emotion that are feel like they're out of nowhere, mm. and being like, "What the? What's that? Like, yeah. what's wrong with me?" And immediately going to what's wrong with me, not what's going on inside mm. of me, and reflecting. And so coming to that place is can be really helpful to unpack the strangeness of how life hits us right now. Yeah. So, so it sounds like what you're saying is it's not even just a matter of what's right or wrong. And the idea is to respond rightly, but what's going on in me that helps me pay attention to myself and to God and to, to live in the world, like to experience yeah. the world and be able to continue on, not just am I doing what's right or wrong isn't totally, the best question. Totally. Um, it may not even be your fault that you're experiencing so many intense emotions. It may not be because you have a mental illness or anything like that. It may be, this is an intense time and it's, it hits us. Yeah. And so how do we deal with that? Cool. So with that, what are some of the questions? I'll let you talk for a while. Just process with us, let us uh, into your mental process. You're thinking through yeah. this and as you're looking to just even help and equip us, what are some of the questions? What are some of the areas that we should be paying attention to? Totally. So I thought of a few different questions that I think can kind of help us begin, um, that help me begin. Um, I just want to just say I'm totally in this with you. Like I'm not, because I'm a therapist doesn't mean that I have it all figured out. I still have to keep figuring it out. So I just want to be real about that. Um, so, um, I came up with these different areas. Um, and so the first area is regarding emotions and feeling them. Um, most of us are really good at numbing, um, and it's very common in our community to do that, whether that's Netflix or serving others instead of focusing on what's happening inside of us, being active instead of being quiet. Um, and so my questions are, am I trying to numb right now? Am I trying to escape emotions that are hard? How can I let myself express sadness, loss, frustration in a way that I need to and that won't hurt others? <laughs> um, if we don't express some of that, we, we can easily hurt each other just by flinging a random sarcastic statement or all of a sudden it building up in us and getting really upset about something small. Those are really common things that happen when we um, are numbing and then it spills out. Um, sometimes we feel... Sometimes we need to numb to feel safe for a bit, um, but eventually we need to feel the feelings or they will come out sideways if we refuse to look at them. Um, so you used, uh, so you used some pretty neutral, you used neutral and good things. And so like, as I was listening, you're like Netflix, which is neutral, right? That's just, right. it's what you do with it or that makes it good or bad if you're using it as a narcotic or just as enjoying cinematography or right. just a story. Um, and then you said, uh, serving others so that I don't have to feel anything or you, it was something like that. Yeah. Everybody's listening to know better what I see, but it made me think, can you talk a little bit more about how you see that? Cause in the Christian community, it's often, yeah. Hey, uh, one, like that's who we are. We're servants. It's a part of our identity that Jesus has given us that we're servants. How can we hide behind that though? In a way that masks maybe yeah. what we're feeling or, uh, and you're, you use the word numb, like it numbs us by doing something good, actually numbs us from what we're supposed to be experiencing and feeling and processing and what Jesus is really trying to do in us yeah. because we deflect outward. So like talk a little bit more about that. I think it's yeah. really helpful. So <clears throat> obviously 
we want to serve each other and that's amazing but sometimes we can do that without being connected to our emotions um, and we can do that at the expense of time with God, time with ourselves. And we can prefer to just be busy, busy, busy instead of sitting quietly. And being busy could look like service. So that's kind of what I meant. It could also look like working too hard, which is praised in our society. So I think it's easy in times like this when there's not as much work that we might work in other ways, like switch that work over to service that could be inappropriate Mm. and it could still be available as an opportunity, but we may just need to sit first and feel and be real about the sadness or loss or pain that we're feeling before we move into service so that we can actually be present with people. That's really helpful. So it's almost uh, asking the question, all right, why do I want, like I, I I feel anxious or I feel um, like this is a really crappy time or I feel like this hurts. Therefore, let me go help somebody. And it's like, well, no, give it another second to sit, right? Ask that question like, all right, God, where are you at in this pain? God, where are you at? Like, what can I do with this anxiety? It says yeah. cast your anxieties on him. Like, that's what you're invited to do. But you don't do that when you just feel anxious and then run towards somebody else and say, here, let me do something for you because at yeah. least I'm in control of that. Well, and if you notice that you're just jumping from one service opportunity to another, mm. that might be a clue that, wait a second, when's the last time I've sat still? That's good. When's the last time I looked at what I really feel right now? Um, because there's going to be more opportunities, you know, <laughs> the season yeah. is ripe with them, you yeah. know? Um, but that anxiety pushing everything says something. That's good. Cool. Yeah. yeah what else did you have? Um, so I feel like some language about what we're hurting right now, how we're hurting right now might be like noticing how we feel about, um, ourselves and being able to say things to ourselves like this is hard I'm not okay today I'm really missing my people I miss my job and all the people I work with I miss the norm I had and letting these exist like letting them just show up is really important and they could show up in words in tears um, a lot of people feel more when they exercise, um, taking a walk, stretching, in painting, in kicking a soccer ball, in throwing ice against a wall, in some tangible way. Is that one of your practices? <laughs> throw ice against a wall? So this is a, it can be a really great way to release anger, huh. frustration, huh. is to throw ice because it's not destructive. Okay. Yeah. So right. it's a fun one for kids, but also adults. Yeah. You know? So Kobe is going to be throwing some ice. Nice. Let's do it. <laughs> I right. Feel like we should. Yeah. Parenting arsenal. <laughs> ice throwing just came into play. All right. Sorry. So the next um, area that I was thinking about was regarding physical, emotional, and spiritual needs. Like, um, here's some questions that just came to mind about paying attention to these. What am I learning about my needs and my capacity? Am I in need of more sleep? Am I sleeping more automatically? more walks, movement, time away or with people. Some of this, our bodies will tell us, and it can actually be uncomfortable to know that we need more of something, especially when we're not used to acknowledging it or calling it a need. I don't know if any of you guys have felt that. Um, I've definitely noticed, wow, I am okay with more time away from people right now. And I thought I was doing good with taking enough time away from people. So it's interesting to feel that um, 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm sleeping in more in ways that I'm surprised by. So I don't, yeah. Many of us are adjusting and realizing that adjusting is helping us to be more honest about what we can really handle and what we really need. Some of this could be an awakening, an opportunity to make a shift that could help us in the coming season and to help us maintain health in the future. So maybe you can notice your pace of life. What has changed? Notice what you pay more attention to. What do you care more about now? I think it's one of the just really important things for us, even in this season, to realize that we have a diff. We in this first part of 2020, we've been given like at least three different periods of time that usually take I don't know whether it's years or decades to go through that we had normal life and then everybody went through a crisis and so like this is really unifying, but mm-hmm. it also can be really clarifying that like everybody you know has gone through a crisis in the last and we've done it together. Yeah. And there's something beautiful about that. But what I would hate for us to do, and even talking to the different um, pastors across Missio Day community, so Chris Preby, Chris Gonzalez, uh, Charlie, myself, we were on a call and we are just talking through, man, I would hate for us to run then into the next season without considering what we've learned about God and ourselves in this season. Because we're going to, um, Johanna Richard sent me an article from the, I think it was from the Atlantic or it was a Medium article or something. Um, but it was just talking about how, there's already the advertising campaign set up for when the COVID ends to make you forget it happened, to go back to the normal purchasing, <laughs> the normal patterns. The, yeah. like, and then she's like, millions of dollars have already been spent. And she was talking about how the religious overtones of that were so real that this story set ready to be launched at us that yeah. go back to spending, go back to consuming, go back to running as hard as you were even if it didn't work before, even if you felt empty, isolated, um, overworked, overburdened, always anxious, angry, bitter, like just, but go back to that life because that's what it was. Yeah. And I think some of these questions right here help us to ask the question, like, what do we want to, what have we learned that we could take into the next season? Like, what does my body tell me? What are my, what am I actually feeling? Not just what do I wish I was feeling? Yeah. Because we've had the space. And so I think those are massive gifts that we could take even if this has been the hardest season of your life to date totally there's still something in here that you're probably realizing that wasn't healthy about the life you were living before yeah so how i've you- heard of multiple people choosing to choose a different line of work really? during this time huh. and i think that's amazing like to actually use this op- as an opportunity to reflect on wow why am i in this job hmm. Um, and it's not just, they actually have the opportunity to go back at some point, but they're like, wait, this is a good time to not go back mm. and to do something that I actually care more about. And I think that's amazing because that takes a lot, a lot to move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is one of those opportunities. Yeah. And even, I mean, um, you know, with pace of life, we feel from the world from the way that the our society works from corporate america from the government that we are supposed to produce more as americans like we're told that all the time in every way so how do we pay attention to slowing down and letting ourselves maybe not just produce but connect mm-hmm. you know to each other or to ourselves or to god right um so that kind of moves into the next one which is regarding relationships um, first I'm going to look at some ways we connect with God and then each other. Um, how has my time and relationship with God shifted? 
in good or hard ways? What do I need from God? How can I show up differently? Looking at the deep longings inside can help us come up with ways to pay attention to what we need and what we can do to come in contact with that. Longing to know more can draw us to study something specific in the word and ask questions to those we know. Longing to be heard and to hear can draw us to silence and prayer and worship depending on how we can show up. So I just think of like the opportunities to let ourselves grow into new patterns with God instead of maybe fighting to do what we've always done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I like to think of our relationship with God as similar to other relationships where most relationships don't meet in the same way for years and years and years. We mm-hmm. actually have to shift to connect. Mm-hmm. And so what is this season bringing up in that way? And what have I noticed about my current relationships? Are they what I thought they were? Are they stronger or weaker? These can be really frustrating or calming realizations. To know people are available for you is so comforting, but to find out that they are not is devastating. This will bring up a lot of grief if you are experiencing a disappearing community. And there's an opportunity to notice Um, those that are still present, those that are checking in and showing up, even if you did not see the value of the relationship in the beginning. But it is still necessary to grieve the loss of what was in order to be open to the new. And this is another huge part of this season. Hmm. Yeah, there's the realizations. And I think even within that, oftentimes we want to flinch towards, like what I loved in there is, the words of grieve, you grieve the loss, right? Like that's, I think is what you yeah. said. And that's a, that's a real process and there, there's a reality, but that's not a blaming process. I think where we often want to go or like where you find out, like I expected so-and-so to be closer than they were, or so-and-so chose a different pocket of immediate friends when they were only supposed to see a few people yeah. and I wasn't one of them. Right. And so we can often want to go towards blame yeah. uh, and out external factors like that. Hey, this is, Instead of just acknowledging the reality of that's what it is, but there's probably somebody else that was close. Like just acknowledging where things really lie. It's really hard, I think, to have that kind of honesty with ourselves because we want, maybe we want to be a part of a different social circle or we wanted to be something with someone that we're just not. Yeah. And this season has been clarified. And that's not like a, a blame thing or a, hey, you know, Noelle, you're terrible because you haven't texted me once during the, it, that's not what it is, but it's, yeah. hey, Maybe just to acknowledge where some things are, what needs work, and what maybe you do have to let go. That was more in your mind than it was in actual reality. Yeah. I think it's gotten really real during this time in ways that are shocking for a lot of people. Like, oh, you don't consider me close enough to trust in this way. Um, Or I can't rely on you in a way that I thought I really could. And so that can feel so hurtful, but you know, it's an opportunity to reflect. It's not just, um, a point of tension. So I think staying with that for a while, letting yourself be honest about like, wow, this relationship is different than I wanted it to be, than I thought it was, that I was planning on, um, can help us move into trusting new people and the people who maybe are right there, you know? Um, but I really just think each of us is struggling 
with our own version of feeling and noticing our needs and placing new value on our relationships in this season. So I also want to just say, please reach out if you need any ideas of what to do with any of these areas, or if you need to brainstorm, like I'm available. Um, we're in this mess together and we're all trying to figure it out. And so I don't have all of these figured out all the time. And, um, but I love that we can ask questions together. Hmm. So thank you yeah. very much for sharing. Yeah. And that might be the end of the podcast and it might not, cause I have one question that came to mind. And so oh. if you don't like your answer, then <laughs> we can just edit it. Uh, but how do you hold multiple negative emotions in the same time? Not negate. It's like, stop feeling hurt. Never worked. Like if I totally stop crying, never works, right? <laughs> like stop, uh, stop feeling whatever that negative, like it doesn't yeah. work. And stop being mad. Like that doesn't help. A few of them all yeah. at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What, what do you say? And then this season, I think people are having more of the feels than they've ever had before. Like Absolutely. You said, it's like popping through in weird ways where it's like, well, where'd that come from? Like, yeah. I feel really angry or I feel really suddenly sad. Like, or yeah. I feel extra uh overwhelmed and i don't know what's more than usual and so we're having more feelings maybe yeah and then more negative ones maybe than we're used to because some of our numbing factors are been taken away Mm -hmm. like do you have any words of wisdom that you give towards like how do i hold multiple negative emotions do i isolate and process each one do i honestly i kind of think like letting yourself express them is one of the biggest gifts you can give yourself if that does feel easier to isolate them and express them Mm -hmm. like journal about each one or create about them or like you know um, find a way to talk through them with someone um, great whatever works Mm -hmm. like honestly I I think we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves to figure out one way to process emotions I don't know if that's possible I think we often need more than one because one isn't enough. Hmm. Maybe one will work for anger and another one will work for sadness, right? Like Mm -hmm. maybe we need to talk through something with someone because we're sad and we need to like journal because we're angry Hmm. or paint and be messy because we're angry, right? Like, or throw ice, right? Like, but I think the, the main, the core of that is expressing. Hmm. So you don't hold it in, Hmm. right? Like holding it will, just compound it and you will feel more and more overwhelmed if you hold and hold and hold and hold. It's helpful. Thank you. No, yeah. that's helpful. And, and uh, you know when you're not okay because all of a sudden you're just done. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you're just spilling random stuff on everyone so, yeah. or on yourself, right? Like, so I've been there recently. So, you know, it happens. <laughs> yeah, it does. And that's where there's a beautiful way back every single time. Every time. Grace is always there. I didn't know if you wanted me to read this prayer love. to close. Yeah, read it. Let's read the prayer. It'll be a great way. Cool. What's the prayer from? Did you write said prayer? Is it a... This prayer is um, from the book Gorillas of Grace by Ted Loder. And it's called Pry Me Off Dead Center. Oh, persistent God, deliver me from assuming your mercy is gentle. Pressure me that I may grow more human, not through the lessening of my struggles, but through an expansion of them that will undam me and unbury my gifts. Deepen my hurt until I can learn to share it and myself openly and my needs honestly.
sharpen my fears until I name them and release the power I have locked in them and they in me. Accentuate my confusion until I shed those grandiose expectations that divert me from the small glad gifts of the now and the here and the me. Expose my shame where it shivers, crouched behind the curtains of propriety until I can laugh at last through my common frailties and failures, laugh my way toward becoming whole. Deliver me from just going through the motions and wasting everything I have, which is today, a chance, a choice, my creativity, your call. Oh, persistent God, let how much it all matters pry me off dead center so I am moved inside to tears or sighs or screams or smiles or dreams. They will be real and I will be in touch with who I am and who you are and who my sisters and brothers are. Amen.